0: Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. The American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley, a half hour with radio's friendliest family and starring William Bendix as Riley. When you bake a cake, you need the right kind of ingredients in the right combination to make it good. You need the right kind of protein foods for body growth, body repair, body health. Meat proteins are the right kind. That's why we say meat is a yardstick of protein foods, because it measures up to every protein need. And now, the life of Riley. Fate, as we know by now, is usually lurking around the corner ready to pounce on war worker Riley. And on this particular evening, Riley had dropped in at Witherspoon's drugstore to buy a cigar. And there, eating a Sunday, was fate in the person of little Waldo Benny, Riley's next door neighbor.
0: Hiya, Waldo. Hello, Mr. Riley.
2: You, you shouldn't be having an ice cream Sunday before dinner, you'll lose your appetite.
0: Oh, I've already lost my appetite, so might as well eat (laughs) My wife's aunt, Miss Grimshaw, came back today from her vacation
2: Oh, well, I know how you feel, Waldo A man's home ain't his castle with his wife's relatives camping on him You got your wife's aunt living off you, and I got my wife's Uncle Buckley You got a dragon, I got a leech
0: (laughs) Is your Uncle Buckley really a leech? Why, he talks like a very
2: successful man Oh, yeah, yeah, he's successful He's a self-made has-been Four months ago, that grafter established a beachhead on my favorite Morris chair And it looks like I'll never outflank him
0: Yeah, we both have our troubles Uh, Uh, Many's the time I've thought of running away from home
2: uh, I, I couldn't do that if I ran away from home I'd have to take my wife and the kids Besides
3: <laughs> Besides
2: with the room shortage I'd have to come home every night to sleep
3: <laughs>
0: So much trouble well, well, I can't run away either It's almost impossible to get a train ticket My I wish there was some way to get them to run away <laughs>
2: Yeah, I wish they'd elope. Imagine those two headaches getting hitched. Yeah,
0: living in an ivy-covered cottage.
2: Poison ivy-covered. <laughs> hey, wait, Waldo. What month is this? It's June. Well, sure, June. June, the month of love. The season when the love bug flies around, sinking its little fangs into people. <laughs> Riley, yeah.
0: do you mean that if the same love bug bit my aunt and your <laughs> uncle, then... Sure. They
2: if we could only find a love bug that ain't particular.
3: Uh.
2: A love bug that would bite anything. A love bug that's got rabies.
0: <laughs> Riley, hmm? wouldn't it be wonderful if they fell in love and got married? What like, if we could only arrange for them to meet in a romantic way.
2: Yeah, romantic. Let me see, who's the most romantic guy I know? There's Cary Grant, Walter Pigeon, and... I got it. Me. (laughs) How did I meet my wife? In the movies. Doesn't sound romantic. Wait a minute, I ain't finished yet. It was dark in the theater, and by mistake, I sat right down on her lap. Believe me, that made a big impression on her. (laughs) Waldo, a movie can be a very romantic spot. Just ask any sailor.
0: (laughs) Riley, this is Fate. Tonight, I have to take my aunt to the movies. I take her every Friday night.
2: Well, that's swell. I'll take Uncle Buckley. What theater?
0: The Corral.
2: Where they show those old westerns? Yeah,
0: my aunt loves cowboy pictures.
2: Well, I can understand that. She's built like a horse. (laughs) Okay, now listen. In the Corral, the loges is usually empty. They cost a dime. Yeah. You sit in the first row loges with your aunt... And then me and Buckley will come along, and I'll fix it so Buckley sits next to the old nag. Oh, excuse me, Waldo. That's
0: all right. Go ahead and say it. I love to hear it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So he'll sit next to the old moose. In the dark, their elbows will touch, and then we're all set. After the show is over, we'll get lost in the crowd. They'll be left together. One thing will lead to another. And the next thing you know, they'll be married, and we'll be free.
0: I hope the love bug finds them in the dark.
2: Well, sure, don't gophers meet in the dark? And they get married. (laughs) Uncle Buckley? Yes?
4: On a June
2: night like this, did you ever get thinking about love?
4: Yes, I'd love a smoke. Uh, Do you happen to have three spare cigars?
2: No, uh, all I got is one cigar, Uncle Buckley. Fine, you can owe me the others. (laughs) Hey, uh, Peg, guess who's back in town? Who, dear. Waldo Benny's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Now, there's a real swell girl.
5: Oh, Riley, I'd hardly call Waldo's aunt a girl.
2: Well, she ain't so old. She's still got all her hair. I I, I mean, she's got a beautiful head of hair.
5: (laughs) she dyes it.
2: So what? What the looks matter as long as you got brains, charm, glamour, and personality. Am I uh, right, Uncle Buckley? Uh, Pig, is there any more baked ham in the icebox? <laughs> Uncle Buckley, I'm talking about a wonderful girl and all you can think of is baked ham. Remember, there are other things in life besides baked ham. Uh, true. There's baked veal, big pork, big mutton. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, the... oh, Cupid will never be able to shoot an arrow into you. Instead of a heart, you got an extra stomach.
5: Well, I'd better dress if I want to get to my club meeting on time. What are your plans for
1: tonight, Riley? Well,
2: I think I'll drop into a movie. <clears throat> Uncle Buckley, how's about going to the movies with me? Uh, no, thanks, no. I think I'll spend the evening just resting here in this Morris chair. Well, don't you think Morris deserves a rest, too? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, an earthquake couldn't move me out of the house tonight. But, Uncle Buckley, I'll pay for your ticket. Uh, where's my hat and cane? Come on, Riley. We'll be late. Come on, hurry, up. <laughs> <hurry, hurry>. Boy, <laughs> let's go. It's almost eight. <laughs> yes, the main feature at the plaza goes on in 20 minutes. Uh, 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 well, the plaza's okay, but look who's playing at the corral. Tex McCoy, Snorty Evans, Skipaway Harrigan, and Carmen Ceter, the Mexican sheepdog. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now,
2: look here. I will not have my intelligence insulted by watching a, a horse opera. I'll shoot pool instead. But if we go to the corral, we'll find out if it's true what everybody in the neighborhood is saying. What's that? Well, they're saying that this western star looks exactly like you. Which star? And don't say the sheepdog. <laughs> no, no. They, they say you look like Tex McCord. Oh, oh preposterous! I I do? Well, sure. Oh. You know, it might be a break for you if it's true. When a guy looks like a star, he can get a job as his double. Hmm... Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, I can see myself now in a 10-gallon hat, chaps and spurs, swaggering into a prairie saloon. <laughs> okay, Buckley, okay. You can dream all you want, but you don't have to walk bull-legged. Come on, Tex Turnbull. Yes. If we hurry, we can still see all the four features. <laughs> Come on, Uncle Buckley. I see two seats down in the first row. Right next to the little man with the good-looking girl there. I prefer to sit here, towards the back. No, let's sit near the front. You can't hear in the back. Yes. Say, that is strange. I don't hear any dialogue. No. Oh, no wonder they're showing silent movies. Quiet, you. You're
4: making so much noise, I can't read the
2: subtitle. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. Come on, Uncle Buckley. Let's get those seats down front next to the... Oh, somebody beat us to them. They're taken. Well, then let's sit here. Oh no, we can sit down here in the second row. Oh, very well, but let's sit somewhere. All right, get, get. Yeah. Waldo. Yeah. It's me, Riley. Behind you. Yeah. Everything's all set. Buckley's sitting right next behind your head.
4: Okie doke, Riley. Waldo, shh, 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 shh. That, oh, Riley, yeah. isn't that Waldo Binney sitting in
2: front of us? I recognize his ears. <laughs> so it is Well, well, well Fancy meeting you here, Waldo Quiet!
5: Hello,
0: Mr. Riley Hello, Mr. Turnbull How do uh, you? Uh, this is my aunt, Miss Grimshaw Auntie, this is Mr. Riley's uncle, Mr. Turnbull Oh,
4: charmed, I'm sure
2: How do you do? uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, Uncle Buckley Light up my cigar and relax Oh What's happening, Riley? Is that Tex McCoy? Here, can't you see? No, Miss Grimshaw's
4: hat is in the way. Riley, I'm not accustomed to viewing movies through a fruit orchard. I'm going to ask her to remove her hat. Oh, no, don't bother uh, her. Pardon me, Miss Grimshaw. Psst, psst. Uh, uh, would you mind removing your hat?
5: I'd rather not if you don't mind. But
4: I do mind. Shh. Oh, this is absurd. I came here
2: to see Tex McCoy. I... Oh, What's happening now, Riley? Is that. T- Wait a minute, Buckley. Tell me, Riley. Sounds like a chase. I. No, they're just kissing. Oh, boy. Boy, look at that. What, Riley? What, what, what? Oh, boy. Oh, gee. Riley, what's happening? Uh, huh? Not then they're just kissing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine way to see a movie. If that woman doesn't remove her hat, I'll call an usher. No, no, I'll change seats with you. No, I will not give her the satisfaction. I will not. Oh, go on. Go get him Tex. Faster. Faster. Come on. Riley, is that Tex I can't see? Yeah. He's on a horse. What's going on? The horse ran away with the girl. Faster, faster, Texas, Pester, 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 Texas oh. after her. Come on, Tex, old boy. you up their horse. Oh, I can Come. see now, Riley. Oh, boy. I get... Oh, confound that hack. Oh. What's happening? Texas is catching up to her. Now they're together. Yes, yes. What now? What now? Now they're... I know. They're kissing each other. No, the horses are kissing each other. Oh. <laughs> Look, I've had enough of this. Miss Grimshaw. For the
5: last time, will you please remove your hat? I will not. Mind your own business. Maybe what? you'd better take your hat
4: off, Auntie. Shut up, Waldo. Madam, I demand that you remove that basket of fruit from your head.
5: Who do you think you are? Carmen Miranda? Shh. Please, Uncle Buckley. Sir, if you don't stop annoying me, I'll call an usher. You'll call an usher?
4: I see I'll have to take matters in my own hands. No, Buckley. Buckley, d- no, don't. don't, don't! 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 Oh, Buckley. Oh! There. Now. <laughs> now I can see. Oh. You
5: dare you. Give me back those grapes.
2: <laughs> now, now, let's not lose our tempers. We can fix things up. Waldo, you come sit back here. Buckley, you sit next to Miss Grimshaw. <laughs> That's a good well, idea. You I will not, would, Waldo. I, I refuse to, to stay in the same theater with this, this elderly, juvenile delinquent.
5: What? <laughs> come, Waldo. We're going home. No, quiet! Quiet! quiet. 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 quiet.
2: And they call this a silent movie.
1: <laughs> In a moment, we'll return to Riley the Matchmaker. This is Ken Niles, a spokesman for your meat industry. When the steel industry gets an SOS for more metal for ships and tanks and guns, what happens? They dig the ore a little faster on the Masabi Range. Every furnace in every steel mill is stepped up to top capacity. Nationwide salvage collections are organized to get in the scrap. Now, what happens when the Army and Navy and the Marine Corps send out the call for more meat? You have no masabi hog range. You can't hold a salvage drive on beef. It takes one and a half to two years to build a good beef steer. It takes 10 to 12 months to produce a marketable hog. Mere numbers of steers hogs, and lambs do not mean available meat because they must first be readied for the market. They must be fed with hay, grasses, and grains. That's why our nation's meat supply can't be built up overnight. There are six million livestock producers from Maine to California operating farms scarcely larger than Victory Gardens up to ranges larger than some of our states. Much of the meat you are eating today was started by these patriotically inspired livestock producers shortly after Pearl Harbor. Much of the meat on the hoof today will not be ready until 1945 or 1946. We are sure that all of you folks who like meat on the table join the meat packing industry in congratulating America's livestock growers who looked ahead and planned ahead long before Pearl Harbor to make possible the greatest meat supply in the history of the world. And now back to the life of Riley. It's the morning after the millinery disaster that took place in the movie theater, and Riley has just about given up hope of promoting a romance between Uncle Buckley and Waldo's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Right now, we find Riley leaving his house on his way to work, when once again Fate, alias Waldo Benny, beckons to him.
0: Shh, Riley. Oh, that you, Waldo? Where are you? Here. Where? Oh, not up there. Down here. I'm in the cellar.
2: Oh. Oh, wait a minute. I'll lie down on the lawn here so I can see you better. <sighs> what are you doing in the cellar, Waldo? Oh,
0: this is laundry day.
2: <laughs> oh, that, that aunt of yours makes you do the washing, too, huh?
0: Yeah, laundry's so busy these days. I've already washed her clothes. Now I just have to tear some buttons off.
2: Oh, Waldo, we sure flopped on that marriage scheme of mine. Guess I'm kind of stupid cupid, huh? yeah.
0: I'm afraid I'm not much help on romance. Uh, you see, uh, my wife and I didn't have a courtship. Uh, she only married me out of spite.
2: Well, who was she trying to spite? Me. <laughs> you know, when I was going steady with Peg, she, she got sore at me once, but I fixed things up. I sent her a fancy letter apologizing, and it worked. Yeah.
0: A letter? Yeah. See, that's it, Riley.
2: Yeah, now, now all we gotta do is to get your aunt to write Buckley a note saying she's
0: sorry. Oh, she'd never do that. She despises him. Yeah, I don't doubt.
2: Mm-hmm. Waldo, I just had a brain stroke.
0: Yeah? We can have
2: Buckley get a letter from your aunt without her writing it. Well, how? You write it. Oh, no, that's forgery. No, it ain't. Anyway, wouldn't you rather spend the next 20 years in San Quentin than with your aunt? Uh, well, if you put it that way... <laughs> First, sneak some of her stationery. Mm -hmm. Then write something about how she's sorry she was rude to such a distinguished gent like Buckley and a lot of fancy slush like that. Well, I can do that, and then what? Then then soak the letter in perfume and paste on a cancel stamp and put it in my mailbox. Riley, you're a genius. Sure. Love bugs is okay, but a little conniving don't hurt neither.
3: (laughs)
5: Hi, Douglas. Hello, dear.
2: Howdy, Tex Turnbull. Oh, please. Do not remind me of
4: last night's depressing incident.
2: Okay, okay. Hey, uh, Uncle Buckley. Yes. Uh, here's a letter for you. And it's perfumed, you little rascal, you.
4: Oh. Well, thank you.
2: <laughs> well?
4: Well, this is adding insult to injury.
5: So who's it from?
4: That grape arbor, <laughs> Miss
2: Grimshaw. Well, what does she say? Read it. Oh, listen to this, Bosh. My dear Mr. Turnbull. Clever woman. She sure knows how to write.
5: Go on, Uncle Buckley.
4: (laughs) Please accept my sincerest apologies for my thoughtless behavior in the cinema. (laughs) It was disgraceful, but I trust that a distinguished gentleman like you will forgive an impetuous girl's folly. Oh, folly's girl.
5: (laughs) 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 Well, what else does she say, Uncle Buckley?
4: Hmm. Hoping that our next meeting will
2: have pleasanter results, I remain sincerely yours, Augusta Grimshaw.
5: Well, isn't that a nice apology? Yeah.
2: Okay, Uncle Buckley, here's a pen and paper. What for? Well, you're going to answer her, ain't you? Yes, I'm going to answer her. Here, this is my answer. Oh, you tore her letter up. Yes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. A woman pours her heart out and you make confetti out of it. Then, Waldo, he said, this is my answer. He tore the letter up. Look, here's the pieces.
0: Oh, this is dreadful. I'm all upset. I think I'll have another soda. (laughs) Listen,
2: Waldo, I didn't ask you to meet me here in the drugstore so as you could get charged with charged water.
0: (laughs) We got work to do.
2: You see this stationery here? Yeah.
0: Buckley Turnbull, Esquire. Hmm. Oh, your uncle's stationery. Do you mean that...
2: Yeah, it's our last hope. Now, where's your fountain pen? Right here. here, here. Now, let's see how I'll start here. Gentlemen. No, she ain't no gentleman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about, uh, dear lovely lady?
2: Yeah, that's romantic. Dear lovely lady. There. Now, all I got to do is write the letter. Last night, I, uh, uh, I, uh, uh... Was
0: conscience-stricken.
2: Yeah, I was conscience-stricken, uh... Of, at uh,
0: my reprehensible behavior
2: repre r- uh, rotten behavior
3: <laughs>
2: there's an ink shortage you know <laughs> i
0: i humbly implore your forgiveness
2: forgiveness or uh, i uh, i uh, uh,
0: must confess
2: confess that uh,
0: i have uh, long gazed upon you from afar with worshipful eyes
2: Gazed afar, worshipful eyes Boy, this paint pen ain't lived until today
0: (laughs) Uh, May I soon express my admiration in person?
2: Yeah, express admiration person Yours truly...
0: No, no, no Uh,
2: Your admirer Ah, Your admirer, uh... Uh, uh... Buckley Turnbull Oh, Buckley Turnbull <laughs> Gee, I never thought I'd be able to write a love letter like this all by myself
3: <laughs> <laughs> Now listen, Waldo
2: You go on home, and in five minutes I'll deliver this letter in person <laughs>
3: Oh,
2: good evening, Waldo Is your aunt home, may I ask to inquire?
5: Why,
0: yes.
2: Come in. Walter,
5: who is it?
0: Oh, it's Mr. Riley,
5: auntie. Well, shut the door in his face. Uh,
2: But he has a letter for you.
5: A letter? For me?
2: Yeah, I got it right here. It's from Mr. Turnbull.
5: Turnbull? I refuse to have anything to do with that scoundrel. Give me that letter. (laughs)
0: I don't think it's gonna work Why, she hates him
2: Oh, well, you can't tell On the desert, even hot water tastes cool
0: mm-hmm.
2: Your aunt is a desert And Buckley's a hot water pig <laughs> Look through the keyhole And see what she's doing Riley yeah. She's reading it mm-hmm.
0: But She's beginning to smile
2: mm-hmm. It's
0: working <laughs> L- Listen, listen
2: <laughs> Now she's primping in the
0: mirror She's putting lipstick on her face.
2: That face don't need lipstick. That lipstick needs a new face. <laughs> shh, shh. She's coming out.
5: Oh, shh, shh. oh, oh Mr. Riley, uh, why are you standing on the doorstep? Come in, come in.
2: After you, Miss Grimshaw.
5: <laughs> oh, that was a very interesting letter you brought me. Oh, I'll
2: say it was. I, I, I mean, was it?
5: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It, it seems I misjudged your uncle. Well,
2: uh, what did he write in the letter, if I'm not too personal?
5: Well, he, he apologized for last night and... Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can't tell you anymore.
3: <laughs>
5: Something's a <are> sacred. <laughs>
2: uh, well, I guess now you'll be seeing a lot of each other. Huh?
5: Well, I would like to have him over to the house sometime.
2: Oh, he's a very busy man. But he's always free all day.
5: Of course, I'd I'd like to know more about Mr. Turnbull You know, a young girl can't be too careful nowadays
2: Uh. (laughs) Oh, Uncle Buckley's a great guy He'd give me my shirt off his back
5: (laughs) But uh, I do like to be sure
2: Well, there's only one way to be sure Meet him in the flesh
5: Oh, no, 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 there's another way First? I shall have his handwriting in this letter analyzed. I'm a great believer in the science of graphology.
2: Oh, that way you learn all about Buckley, huh?
5: Why, certainly. Uh, Professor Boxcomb is coming over tonight. He's the famous handwriting
2: expert for the Tribune.
5: I'll phone him to bring his microscope.
2: <laughs> Ain't that a hot one, Waldo? She's going to analyze the handwriting. But that's my handwriting. Huh? And you know me, I'm good. Kind, thoughtful, intelligent, and especially modest. <laughs> Buckley's all set now.
3: <laughs>
5: now, Professor, you sit right here near the light.
2: Thank
4: you. This is fine.
5: <laughs> Waldo, you and Mr. Riley sit on the couch.
2: Okay. Now, let's go, Professor. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs>
4: then you know more than I do, my friend. <clears throat> Now, if you let me have the letter that you want analyzed.
5: Here you are, Professor. Uh, H.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Hmm. The fellow who wrote that got a nice character, eh? Huh? Hmm. Hey, what's the matter? Please,
4: no interruptions.
5: Well, Professor, what do you see?
4: I see the man who wrote this doesn't cross his T's. And he only dot's an occasional I, which can mean only one thing. Downright laziness. Oh, me?
5: No, your Uncle Buckley.
4: Oh, this is not the handwriting of a man who works. Oh, don't work.
5: Oh. oh, what else do you see?
4: I see gluttony. These fat, round O's were evidently made by a man who lives for food
2: alone. This letter was not written by a pig. <laughs> Shall I continue, Miss
4: Grimshaw?
5: Yes, yes, by all means. I must know the worst.
2: Yeah, let's see now. It's a lie.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this expert phony don't know what he's talking about.
5: Uh, Riley, Riley, you'll get her a man. Oh, well, well, please, it, Professor, continue. Pay no attention to Mr. Riley.
4: Now I shall sum up. <clears throat> the heavy downward stroke of the P's, the inverted loops of the Y's, and the pronounced curlicues on the W's can mean only one thing. The man who wrote this letter is a
2: bum. <laughs> Who are you calling a bum? Okay, Professor, you asked for it. Step no, outside. Just a minute, Why? Mr. Riley. I admire your family
5: loyalty to your uncle, but... After... My
2: uncle? Who cares about that bum? <laughs> it's me I'm worrying about. Riley! Because that's my handwriting. What? Your handwriting? Well, oh, I see it all now.
5: You wrote that letter. It's a plot. A young girl isn't safe nowadays from creatures like you and Turnbull. (laughs) Mr. Riley, leave my premises. Okay,
2: I'm going. But one more crack out of that professor, and I'll dot both his eyes.
4: Oh, Riley, here you are at last. Uh, Give me that letter. What letter? The one that Miss Grimshaw sent me. I hope you still have the pieces. I must answer it immediately. Now he wants to answer it. Mm -hmm. Now.
5: I know why. He found out Miss Grimshaw owns that property on the corner of Fifth and Market Streets.
4: Why, Margaret, I am not in the least bit interested in the fact that this adorable lady has clear title to a three-story building assessed at (laughs)
5: $50,000.
2: I merely want to answer out of common courtesy. Well, I got the pieces here, but... Take my advice. Don't answer it. Uh Why not? Look at that handwriting of hers. You see the unverted loops of disease? (laughs) The upward down strokes of the G's? Yes. And her commas got long, wiggly tails. (laughs) In my opinion, this dame is gruesome.
5: Why, Riley, just a few hours ago you were praising Miss Grimshaw to the skies. I don't
2: understand you. Well, I don't want to go into no details... But from now on, I'm going to write all my letters with a typewriter.
1: (laughs) Don't go away, folks. The writings will be back in just a moment. What happens when you shut off the alarm clock in the morning? Do you tear into your clothes, grab a cup of coffee, and dash out the door? Well, if you do, don't boast about it these days. America is waking up to the good breakfast. The breakfast that puts fuel into your body for the morning's work. Real substance into your flesh and blood. And what is the best way to get these materials into breakfast? Well, the pleasantest way and the surest way is to build your breakfast around meat. Bacon, for instance. Those crispy slices pack a big wallop of energy. Each streak of fat is energy food. The pink lean streaks are protein food. And mighty good proteins, too. Nutritionists say the proteins of meat are highest quality proteins. That means they are the right kind of proteins to go anywhere in your body and rebuild any cell or tissue that is worn out. Because meat measures up to every protein need, it is called a yardstick of protein food. All statements regarding the nutritional values of meat made on this program are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Oh, Riley, did you have something on your mind? Folks...
2: Every cent that we invest in war bonds brings the day of victory that much nearer. So let's dig down and really buy and buy bonds in the fifth war loan drive. Thank you. Just in from the American Infantry Forces at Cherbourg by the way of United Press. It says American infantry have broken through a heavy cross barrage of German guns to penetrate into the heart of Cherbourg. German shelling has been silenced. Stay tuned to the Blue Network station for further details which will be brought to you as soon as they come in. This is the Blue Network.
1: WENR at your service, Chicago 54.